to another edition of the Hollywood Trust podcast. My name is Jared Dean and this podcast today focuses on the work of Hollywell Trust and our partners as we face the COVID-19 pandemic. All at Hollywell hope that you're staying safe, following all guidelines and social distancing and helping to limit the spread of this virus. Today we're going to hear from three of our partner organisations before there's a wee update from Hollywell Trust at the end. I had a conversation with three different people, with Joe Thompson from Extern, Maeve O'Brien from Foil Woman's Information Network and Barney McGuigan from Reach Across. So you'll hear each of these interviews now back to back and at the end I'll be back to give you an update on the work of Hollywell. Joe Thompson from Extern. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Joe, to update us on the work. So you're involved with Extern, which is a huge organisation. Maybe you could remind people what it is that Extern does in general, but also what your project does in particular. Yeah, okay. Well, Extern, as you may or not be aware, is an all-Ireland organisation. Uh, we work with families, uh, young people, <laughs> We work with the homeless, we work with uh, substance users, we work with uh, refugees, helping with the resettlement of the Syrian refugees when they came here. Uh, we have a needle exchange programme, many, many, many programmes across. We've been doing it for 42 years now, I think. Mm. Uh, we are Ireland's largest social justice charity. Uh, so we are. Uh, myself, I work in Derry our London day, depending on who's listening. <laughs> uh, I am the coordinator for the Community Crisis Intervention Service, which is a bit of a mouthful, so I just say CCIS. Uh, we operate, we, well, we were operating mainly the weekends, Thursday night to Sunday morning, and we were there for people who were experiencing that uh, situational crisis or emotional distress where there's a risk of suicide. And we would have been able to bring people into the building and offer them a safe space to come into, a friendly uh, welcome and a listening ear, and hopefully been able to help them de-escalate their crisis to the point where they're able to remain safe until such time as they, if they needed to, they can engage with the statutory services or whatever. Okay. Obviously, that had to change a wee bit. So that's what I was going to ask you. It's like that's a vital service, and you'd you'd. I'd make the assumption that that type of service is needed now more than ever. How have you gone about changing the CCIS service or continuing to deliver it? Yeah, well, we've continued to deliver it to the best of our ability. We've had to adapt uh, slightly our model of, of practice, I suppose. We're no longer able to, to bring people in the building. Uh, unfortunately, that, that sort of ceased with the, the start of lockdown. Mm. Uh, but what we have done is that we've equipped all our staff with uh, mobile phones and tablets uh, and they're all working from home uh, we can offer people the video chats we can use zoom or, or skype or microsoft teams we have that on it that's probably was using that we have uh, facebook messenger for video calls we have whatsapp uh, for video calls uh, so Basically, we, we we offer people the chance that they can continue that face-to-face, albeit remotely. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, I mean, people seem to welcome that, the fact that it's just not a, a dry phone call. Uh, and we've, we've been steady, you know I mean? We haven't seen any major increase as yet, uh, but uh, my own sort of personal thoughts on that are, I think, from now on, 
I think we will see. We started to see a small increase this week. So mm. while we're in the week, but five now of lockdown probably or something. It's hard to lose sort of track of time. Yeah. Um, but they, I think there was a, a bit of novelty around the initial periods of where oh it's an, an extra holiday. The weather was nice. People were outside. The barbecues were going. The fire pits were flat out and whatever. Uh, but I think the wee break in the weather. And plus, the longer it goes on, I think the novelty will start to wear off. And we certainly saw a, a slight increase in the number of calls this week. Uh, we've also extended our, our hours of sort of operation. So we're now busy seven days a week mm. uh, until 10 o'clock at night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then obviously just the Thursday to Sunday morning then was our usual sort of 24-hour service. Mm. Uh, so... That's that's what we've been doing as far as my project. The other projects have just been sort of trying to maintain using, again, regular phone calls to link in with families or whoever their service users are, maybe doing the, the old uh, through-the-window visits, uh, just checking in on people that have been delivering uh, essential supplies out to families as well and making sure families are supported with both practical things but as well as that uh, resources that may keep sort of young people occupied uh, baking kits, sending out ingredients and then having a good baking challenge, uh, make your own pizza type thing, you know what I mean? So they've been doing all that stuff as well. So we've been, we've been kept busy. Uh, Most of it sort of under the radar, uh, not necessarily publicizing it as such, but uh, all our families have remained supportive through it. Brilliant, brilliant. So Joe, that's really a comprehensive update there. How are you all coping as a staff team? Because I'm, I'm sure it must be, it's like particularly for your CCAS, because one of the things that's really good about that service is the support you have for each other whenever you're dealing with difficult issues. How are you managing remotely? Uh, yeah, it has changed it slightly. I suppose there is that thing because if you were dealing with a call, if, if you take a call, Ordinarily, you could, if you someone comes into service, you're able to have that sort of informal, sort of debriefing with your colleague. Mm. You always work in pairs, and you could say, "Well, what do you think? Do you, do you think was that the right decision or whatever?" But when you're doing it at home and you're remote, you don't have that person. But we, what happened is, or what happens is that then they will contact each other if they feel necessary. And when they say, "Look, I just had someone on, and this is what I did." Or you think that's okay, and they'll also then speak to me the next day. I always get uh, debrief staff if they have any difficulties. Mm. They uh, will contact me the next day if it's in the middle of the night or whatever, or if it's the middle of the day, they'll contact me. Uh, we also have sort of we were having sort of regular Zoom meetings, not team meetings, but just sort of those virtual cups of coffee uh, that became a, a thing uh, where we just talk about everything but work, if you know what I mean, just to maintain that visual contact with people. I think it, you forget, it's not that you forget what people look like, but it's nice to see the face. So aye, that's that's nice, you know what I mean? And it's, it's important that we keep up that informal stuff. The team meetings and all are grand, but I think it's important that people maintain that uh, less, not work-orientated chat and, and just the banter and, and keep that going as well so yeah. we've been doing that and I know some people have been doing like quizzes and things and arranging to do stuff like that there as well so brilliant. that's brilliant well, it's wonderful how technology suddenly has become useful uh, yeah. whereas yep. before it was just a pain in the proverbial uh, well that's essential now that's, that's the thing so Joe if somebody's looking uh, 
to be supported by yourself or the team and the CCIS, uh, how do they get in touch? What's the best way? Well, the best way is just the, the normal phone number, which is 02871262300. Uh, that landline is diverted to my mobile, uh, which then I divert across to the teams as, as whoever's on shift. Uh, but that phones that will always ring to that by mm-hmm. phone for the lowest of somebody answers. Uh, we also have the presence now on Facebook, which is, uh, I don't fully understand it, but it has a reach apparently of 47,000 people, uh, right which is fantastic. Mm. Uh, so, and we've had a few contacts through through the Facebook Messenger. So even if people can want to leave a message, what I would point out is, and I have, there's an automated reply there to say that Facebook isn't, monitored 24 hours so uh, it may be you mean a while before someone gets back to them but we always will mm. uh, and then you mean I say if they make contact through those means then if, if we need to we can use WhatsApp uh, and and other sort of means afterwards so yeah. but initially if they just ring the, the main phone number or use the Facebook Messenger we'll certainly get back to everybody that gets in touch well, that's brilliant. Joe, thank you for the update and I hope you and the staff stay safe over the next couple of months. Yes, you too, Jared, and look forward to getting back into the building full-time again. Joe, that's brilliant. Hey? Maeve O'Brien from Foil Women's Information Network. Uh, great to hear from you again. How's things? How are you coping? Good morning, Jared. Yeah, not too bad here, Jared. Keeping busy. That's good. That's good. So, Maeve, as you know, we're updating everybody on the work of our partners during this COVID-19 crisis. Mm-hmm. Can you start off by maybe reminding everybody what Foil Women's Information Network does? Yes, dear, no problem. Uh, well, Foil Women's Information Network, we're essentially um, like a hub group, really, where women's groups from all across the Northwest come together. You know, we're a wee umbrella um, t- to foster, you know, good community building between women's groups to amplify and signpost to local services services um, and, and really just bring women together and you know enjoy a range of things from soft skills to you know um, classes tutoring um, and wee days out as well. All right. So I know that you do loads because you, you obviously share the boldness and I see that the throughput of people that are coming through <laughs> this crisis must be having an impact on you so it's like how has it affected you as an organisation? Oh, absolutely, Jared. I mean, really, our our business is is bringing people together and, and having events, you know. So really, that that that's our bread and butter. And and with the restrictions, you know, we're dealing with a completely different ball game, and we're on our, our toes every day, really. And mm. and at the heart of that, really, is is our women, many of whom you know are experiencing social isolation at the minute, um, you know, and maybe haven't seen another person or or been out, you know, of the house, um, in weeks now. In Five, six weeks so really you know that's that's very much the heart of of what we do and you know we, we're trying our very best to, to keep those women engaged and let them know that community is still there even though it's um you know not tangible at the minute no and you're one of the groups that's very visible online you've done you've moved a lot of stuff that you're doing on the facebook live and stuff like that can you tell us a bit about that and what you plan week on week Absolutely, yeah, Jared. We, um, as I say, you know, it's a totally new ball game for everybody. So we're we're thinking on our feet. Um, I think as much as anyone. Uh, but I think 
that people appreciate that you're you're trying to do your best, even if there is a you know a wee glitch or something on Facebook Live. But but by and large, everything's been really good. We've been um, for the past five weeks doing daily classes or daily events online, and that ranges from um, having a wee singer songwriter night where women can uh, come in and, and comment and request songs that they like. We're doing a quiz tonight at eight o'clock, for example. Brilliant. So um, you know, there's really good engagement there. We've got um, a wee bit of exercise for you know um, chair exercise a wee bit of chair yoga that kind of um you know mm. stuff as well live that's that's this wednesday if, if anyone's interested at 11 we've got um mindfulness and challenging negative thinking sort of good how to keep yourself a bit positive in, in these trying times with two classes of that this week um and you know really we're just trying to keep a bit of variety we've got playlists of our previous events um listed on facebook so if anyone's got spare time they can go on and there's cookery lessons on there there's we bit of crafting from the very talented Taryn Devere um, and with loads of stuff coming up with from a broad range of, of women across the community you know so we've got some young women in we've got some older women you know talk about their experiences and um, we had a few lovely uh, posts of engagement for uh, Lesbian Visibility Week for example so you know we're keeping really busy online to make sure that every day of you know Monday to Friday that there's something for women to come online and to network with each other and chat and, and have a bit of a laugh and a bit of crack as well brilliant and it's working out well and people are engaging yeah it's it's really really working well and you know i have to say it is good fun you know the the singer songwriter nights and the quizzes and mm. there's a bit of crack you know and it's great to see um virtually to see everybody you know because you miss you miss uh your your members so much and and the friendships that have been made you know through foil women's information network they're really um strengthened uh by the wee bit of communication online and i'll say as well jared we actually did a really really successful project there um that was just uh, very quickly put together but we sent out over 350 social isolation packs to yeah. our members. We've worked with the social supermarket, we've worked with Sturzmarts and our membership as well. And we've sent out wee letterbox parcels with um, postcards that are stamped so the women can send a postcard to a friend that they maybe miss. We chocolate bar, we uh, hair conditioner, you know, mm. so we're, we're trying to keep in touch virtually and, um, and physically as well, just to let our women know that you know we're here for them and you know it's it's difficult the social isolation and and the the stress that this current uh pandemic is bringing but you know community is important and and our women are our priority yeah yeah fair enough so you are very visible anyway is the website that you have or is it facebook what's the best way to get these if people are looking to get in touch yeah. The best way to get us is just to type in Foil Women's Information Network on Facebook. We're, we're most active there, you know, but we send out uh, we weekly news sheets. Um, so if anyone wants to sign up to the news sheet, they can go to fwin.org.uk, sign up there. Um, or send us a wee email or give us a buzz. Our numbers are, are all online and we've been very kindly, thanks to Hollywell, uh, the numbers have been redirected to Catherine Cook. Um, so, you know, we're, we're here and you're never alone, I suppose is what we would really like to tell our women. And to any woman, you know, in, in the Northwest and indeed Northern Ireland. Brilliant. Maeve, thanks a million for the update. Oh, That's no great. More priorities. Thanks, Jared. Take care of yourselves too. Barry McGuigan, how are you? Good to see you. Yep, fine. Surviving. Surviving, surviving like most of us, which is brilliant. Uh, so, Barney, we're doing a catch up with all our partner groups. As you know, they remind people of what it is that you do, but also 
they have a chat about how this crisis is impacting on your work. So to start with then, can you remind people who mightn't be too familiar with your work what it is that Reach Across does? Well, our main idea is with, there's two main programs in Reach Across, the youth program and the schools program. So the youth program consists of contact residentials, bringing young people from throughout the whole Northwest together, using residentials as a first point of contact. And then a follow-up program of personal development, international projects, weekly club nights. Mm. And then we have our schools program, which is accredited citizenship and accredited leadership. So we look after the year 10s, 11, 12s of citizenship, and we do prefect training for the years 13 and 14. Again, schools throughout the Northwest. Okay, so you're very busy, and I know you're very busy because I see you hard at work at whenever we are in the building. So, how has the the COVID nineteen impacted on you? Then, obviously, like the rest of us, you're working from home. What about your young people? Well, there's been a virtual, a really big disconnect from the young people. Mm. Um, so there was a first week there was a enthusiasm and. They were taking up things that we were offering them online and just wee games, challenges. It was all new to everybody, so people were just staying on board. But I think there's just been a disconnect now because there's no face-to-face contact, there's no engagement, there's no lightheartedness in and around the building and stuff like that. So people have just maybe got on their routines. I don't know, maybe they're sleeping longer. Maybe they're just on other sites. Maybe they're just this whole phenomenon now at TikTok and doing things that's sort of being creative. But... We feel it's, there was definitely an interest in getting back. They've lost a fair wee bit of the programme. We only had half of our spring programme. We yeah. unfortunately lost two international projects over Easter to Cyprus and Hungary. Um, we have no idea when they're going to happen again. Usually at this stage, and it was very coincidental too, we would have been doing a, a sleep out night, which 66 took part on last year, and tragically it was the night later McKee died. Mm. Um, and that was cancelled. So we're just, um, I think we're starting to plan things possibly for June because we've got the belief now that the schools won't be coming back. So we're trying to put together a, an interim programme in June to try and say, right, here's all the stuff you must. Yeah, okay. And have you got a chance to move online with any of your stuff? It's like a, just chatting you before we started recording, you were on about Zoom earlier on. <laughs> Uh, well, we've we've done uh, fundraising meetings, um, which is that's changed for everybody because basically we had we'd done a really lot of good work. Um, morning, sitting isolating yourself, even before self isolation, going into a room to do fund applications, yeah. um, and we had a lot done more than to be honest than, than before. A lot of great potential, and some funders were giving us the buzz up signs, but we've gone down the list now because all the funders' focus has been on COVID nineteen. Yeah. So that's created a, a bit of uncertainty. We've had management committee meetings online and we had a youth committee meeting online last night, um, just looking for their ideas and how are they feeling. We had, we had a good good hour, good ideas. So there's been that connection. We also done a, thought it was very successful. We've done an ice bucket challenge. So basically new members plus last year's members um, all had to make a wee video of themselves doing an ice bucket. And it was they acknowledge the work of the NHS and particularly Louise, who's our chairperson, who's also a midwife and on the Galvin. And then the youth committee also made a £300 donation from a recent bagpacking to buy items for patients and staff in on the Galvin. 
Very good. That's great. That's great to see the young people are getting engaged. So you're sort of coping well then. If, if people need to get in touch with you, I suppose most of the young people would already know, but if there's if there's funders looking for you, Bernie, to give you money, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? Well, it's probably our Facebook page gives daily bulletins of things we're happening, and we're particularly highlighting now that this... Unfortunately, it's our 25th anniversary year and we were looking to do a lot more events and we had a big night book now for the 29th of August. Um, so Facebook has been the main medium we've been using. But there's also the email, reach underscore across at hotmail.com. Um, so there, there's just different ways and um, Facebook is probably the main way, I would say. Okay, well, that's great. Barney, really appreciate you taking the time today and keep keep safe and keep working with those young people, keep them engaged. <laughs> That's grand, Jared. Cheers, hey? Cheers yourself. So thanks to Joe, Maeve and Barney for the updates on the work of Extern, Fun and Reach Across. Great to see so much happening and that vital services supporting the community are still continuing. So as for Hollywell, um, over the last couple of weeks we've been looking at how when the time is right to do so we can reopen our shared building safely for all staff and users of the building. And it's safe to say that some changes are going to be needed. Um, Unfortunately, one of those changes concerns our Honesty Cafe, the Tea Room. So we've carried out a review of the changes and restrictions that we think that we'd have to put in place in order for us to reopen the Honesty Cafe safely. And unfortunately, we've had to take the decision to pause the project for the foreseeable future. Um, we think that reopening during a period of social distancing is simply too risky for all involved. Our primary concern is ensuring that all our volunteers in the tea room and the users of the cafe are safe. So we've taken the very difficult decision to pause the reopening of the cafe until social, social distancing is no longer required. And a huge thanks must go to all the volunteers who have given their precious time to the project. They all brought an energy and positivity that made the project a great experience since we opened it last year. And we also thank all the people who visited the cafe and made donations because your support is what made the project possible over the first year. But we do hope to reopen. So watch this space. When social distancing relaxes, we hope to be back. So our Forward Together podcast, Series 2, is also now on release. If you subscribe, you'll get your episode automatically downloaded. Um, there are 18 interviews in total. We've released three to date. Look out too for articles that accompany the podcast series that are written by Paul Gosling and feature on the Slugger Tool website. And just like the podcast episodes, they're released every Monday. And then the final thing to update you on is that we are still continuing our plans and stepping up our plans to reimagine Fingerpost Community Magazine as a website. And we'd really love to hear from you if you have any ideas of what you'd like to see as part of that, or if you'd like to contribute to the magazine or the website, then just get in touch through by email would be best at this stage to hello at hollywelltrust.com. So that's it from Hollywell Trust and our partners for this short episode. Thanks for listening and remember to subscribe and share where you can. Stay safe and we'll chat soon.